You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Wasn't that a good message that Pastor gave us last week on the taking of Jericho? Wasn't that good? I think the greatest part about it was the part where he told us all that sometimes we need to shout. We just need to shout to see the victory in our life. It was just a good one. During that chapter 6, we also saw where Joshua met the commander It's interesting to me because we got to understand Joshua's an old man. And when he comes out, all of a sudden he sees this man standing there with a big sword in his hand. And Joshua, who's an old man, is not afraid of this commander. He's not afraid of him. He walks right up to him and he says, are you for us or are you against us? And while he's talking to him, The man says, no, I'm not for you. I'm not against you. I am the commander, the commander. I am the commander. That means I'm in charge. And there in Joshua chapter 6, after they had shouted and seen that the walls of Jericho had come down, Joshua had given some instructions. And these are the instructions that he gave. He said, Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab, as pastor calls her, the shady lady, and the others in her house will be spared for she protected our spies. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or you yourselves will be completely destroyed and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, from gold, from bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. So these were the instructions. We're going to move on now. We're going to another town. We're going to another city. And the city was 10 miles north of Jericho, and it was called Ai. Ai. So Joshua sent some spies to Ai, to scout out the land. And the spies returned, and they were really confident. And they said, hey, we don't need to send very many people. Just send about 3,000 people. We can take Ai. We can take Ai. In Spanish, we say, ay, ay, ay. That means, oh, we've got trouble here. Ay, ay, ay is, a, is an expression of something's going wrong here. And let me tell you something. As they're talking about Ai, there never was a mention of prayer or talking to God about Ai. There was never a mention of dependence upon God. It's like they had fallen into pride. Hey, we took Jericho. 
Ah, we can take this little place. It's not very big. Pride. But something they didn't know was there was trouble in the camp. As we get into Joshua chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan had stolen some of the things dedicated to the Lord, and the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan had stolen. It's interesting to note that the name Achan means troubler, the one that brings trouble. Now, God was, God was getting his army ready. The army were the Israelites. He was getting his army ready to conquer the land of Canaan. And in this army, it is very important to have discipline, to have order, and to have obedience. When you're under the command of a commander, when he says jump, you jump. I remember when I was in the army in Mexico, the first few weeks, all we did in the army was march. Turn right, turn left, stand at attention. You are taught how to salute. You're taught a whole bunch of things. And the whole time, whenever your, your sergeant would say to do something, the right response was, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was it. Now, we've got a commander, and he's quite the commander. David calls him the champion. I love that, the champion. God is our champion, but he's also the commander. When God says something, we better listen. When God says something into our life, it's because he wants to bless our life. He wants our life to be a blessing, not only for us, but for others around us. God is into blessing us. And obedience is the pathway to blessing and victory. The first point I want to bring up here in chapter 7 is victorious people are commanded by God. Think about that a moment. Every time the people of Israel obeyed God, they were victorious. Throughout the life of Joshua, throughout the life of David, throughout the life of the commanders, the kings, throughout the life of the prophets, throughout the life, all the Old Testament, when everyone obeyed God, there was always victory. Sometimes, though, there's pride that sets in. Sometimes we think we can do it on our own. Sometimes we think that we've got this. Sometimes we do things out of tradition. Sometimes we do things because this is the way we've done it before. But we forget to listen to God. We forget to listen to the commander. 
And the commander had said, don't take anything from Jericho. Jericho is mine. I want everything destroyed except the gold, the silver, the iron. Those things are to be put apart in the treasury of the Lord. Those are dedicated to me. If we notice throughout the whole Bible as we're reading it, we understand a principle. The principle is this. God is first. God is first. If God is not first in our lives, he's not God in our lives. Think about that. If God is God, he's first. He's foremost. He's in front. And there's a principle of firsts in the Bible. He would always talk to them about it. The firstborn son is mine. The first offspring to be born is mine. Of animals, of humans, it's mine. As you harvest your crops, the very best of the first harvest is mine. And he's giving us, he's giving us something that we need to keep in our hearts. God needs to be first in everything we do. God needs to be first. Achan had violated the commandment of the Lord. Now, every army has to have discipline. Every army has to walk in discipline. If not, it can never be victorious. If everybody does their own thing, the army is in a chaos. Discipline. Joshua had sent people to Ai, about 10 miles away from Jericho, east of Bethel. And they returned and they told Joshua, hey, there's no need for all of us to go up there. Eh, we only need to take about 3,000 men to attack Ai. There's so few of them. Don't make all our people struggle to go up there. So only 3,000 warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. Let's pause there a moment. Every time I, I thought that I could do things in my own strength, that I could do things my own way, there comes a point in my life that there's been defeats, failures. Things have not gone right. Things just didn't come out the way I thought they would. And there is a time in my life where I had to bow my heart before God and surrender it. And recognize God as the commander-in-chief of my life. He's the one that calls, calls the shots in my life. He's the one that I turn to and ask which way to go. Each one of us has got to come to that point in our life when we, where we understand God needs to be in control of our life. You know, when God was forming us in our mother's womb, when he was making us in that place hidden away from everybody else, he was knitting us together and forming us for a purpose 
and a reason and a time. He has made us for a purpose, a reason, and a time. And when we walk in obedience to God, we walk in the purpose He has formed us to walk in. We walk in the full pleasure of who we need to be. There is no greater joy than walking in obedience to God. There is no greater peace than to walk in obedience to God. It's beautiful. It's precious. When we get to that understanding that God needs to call the shots in our life, it is so good. It's a place of rest. It's a place of peace. It's a place of understanding our place that God has put us in. Second point I want to make. If we want to be victorious, we've got to understand that we need to be obedient. Disobedience to God will always produce defeat. Obedience to God will always produce victories. These 3,000 warriors, they set out towards Ai. And they march up to Ai. And they thought, this is going to be easy. But they were soundly defeated. They were chased out. And 36 people died. 36 people died. And they came back to town dragging <laughs> dragging their feet the whole way. And Joshua falls on his face before the Lord. And he begins to cry out to God and to say, Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you're going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we'd been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Lord, what can I say now that Israel has fled from its enemies? For when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? Have you ever, have you ever blamed God for the things that happen in your life? You know, when we do things our own way, things don't come out right. Sometimes we're prone to blaming God and telling Him, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. You did this. But you know something? It's never God's fault when we have failures in our life, when we have troubles. There's an enemy in our life that brings trouble. He's worse than Achan. He's the enemy of our soul. And he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. His purpose is to get rid of us. He's the one that brings us to defeat. He's the one that takes us into trouble. He's the one that brings us into places where we fall on our face. But you know what? God can pick us up again. 
It's interesting to me that the Lord says to Joshua, Get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. When we have a broken covenant with God, things don't come out right. Huh. What does your covenant with God look like? Have you ever made a covenant with God where you give Him everything? Have you ever made a covenant with God where you turn over your life to Him and you say, God, you made me. You created me. I'm yours. I have decided to give myself back to you. You know, God has created us with a will. He created us with a will to choose. To choose what we would do. And each one of us has a choice in what we're going to do. We can follow God with a whole heart or we can follow our own ways that lead to destruction. It's our choice. We have to choose. What are we going to do? You know, Joshua was on his face and was praying to God. But God says, get up. It's not time to pray. It's time to deal with the problem. Prayer without obedience does not produce victory. Praying to God without dealing with the things that are in our life that God does not like. If we can't deal with sin and we continue to walk in it, prayer is a difficult place. We must come to the place of complete surrender and dealing with sin in our life. And the only way to deal with sin is to come to the feet of Jesus and lay down our life and say, Jesus, I'm yours. Jesus, I'm yours. I have chosen to obey you, God. I have chosen to obey you, God. With all my heart, I lay down my will to do my own things, and I give you my life. Obedience is an act of our will. It's something we have to do. We've got to do it with a whole heart. If you'll notice there in verse 12 of Joshua chapter 7, God answers and says, This is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Get up. See that get up? It's time to stand up and do something about it. 
Command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. It's time to deal with sin. It's time to deal with a broken covenant. Wow. In the New Testament, the Pharisees are trying to trap Jesus. And they come to Jesus and they say, Lord, Rabbi, should we give tax to Caesar or should we not? And this was a really slippery slope. Because if Jesus had answered, don't give tax to Caesar, he was in trouble with the Roman Empire. And if he had said, yes, give taxes to Caesar, then he was in trouble with the Israelites. So it was a very slippery slope. But Jesus, that was full of wisdom, he tells the Pharisees, let me see the coin. And they give him a coin. And he picks it up and looks at it and he says, whose inscription and whose face is on this coin? And they responded to him and said, that's Caesar. That's his inscription. That's his face. And Jesus answers and says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God's. You and I are made in the image of God. You and I are made in the image of God. And what Jesus was saying there is, you need to give yourself to God completely. This is a decision of your will. Give yourself to God completely with no reservations. With no reservations. God is looking for people that will give their whole heart to Him. God is looking for people that have laid down their own life, their own will, their own greed and lust, their own greed for 200 shekels of silver, 50 shekels of gold, one dress or one robe from Babylon. Have you noticed the things that we run after? Have you noticed the things we buy? I don't know about you, but I have a shed full of things I thought were so important. And they're buried in the shed. Things that I thought I really needed. Tools. They're buried in there somewhere. Then I've got things in the garage too. Old clothes. Old books. A whole bunch of stuff that I thought was really important is buried in the garage. And if I tried to find it, it would take me a long time. 
And that's how we are sometimes. We put our heart on stuff, on things, instead of putting our heart on obedience to God. Obedience to God. And God is calling us to look to Him first and to obey Him first. Oh, that we would put our heart towards God. That we would seek Him and look for Him with all our hearts. Have you noticed the name of the bank, Chase? I was looking at it the other day, and I was thinking, yeah, they named that properly, Chase. Sometimes we chase after money. We run at it, after it all our lives. And we get to the end of our lives, and we leave it all behind. All the chasing for nothing. But you know something? If our heart is placed on God, if our life is placed on a purpose that's greater than us, of obedience to God, oh, it's so different. It's so different. God is calling us not to hide things from God, but to bring them out into the open and deal with things that are hidden in our lives and let God deal with them. Joshua. The Lord tells him, I'm going to point out who's, who's the guilty one. In chapter 7, verse 14, he says, In the morning you must present yourselves by tribes. And the Lord will point out the tribe to which the guilty man belongs. That tribe must come forward with its clans, and the Lord will point out the guilty clan. That clan will come forward, and the Lord will point out the guilty family. Finally, each member of the guilty family must come forward one by one. And the one who has stolen what was set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire along with everything he has, for he has broken the covenant of the Lord. It's interesting to me that as they're going through this process, Achan is silent. He never says, it's me. You notice that? As you read chapter 7, he never comes forward and says, it's me. He waits till the whole process is completed. First, the tribe of Judah is called forth. Then the clan of the Sarahites is called forth. Then the family of Zimri is called forth. And finally, Achan is called forth. And there he stands. And Joshua asks him, what have you done? It wasn't until he was caught that he confesses what he did. He says, well, I took a robe from Babylon 
I took 200 shekels of silver, a bar of gold, and I hid them in, the, in my tent and buried them underground. Have you ever tried to hide something from God? Have you ever tried to hide something from God? Think about that. The psalmist tells us, where can we hide from your presence, O Lord? If we go to the depths of the sea, there you are. If we go to the highest mountain, there you are. If we went into the very center of the earth, there you are. What can we hide from God? And sometimes we think that the things that we do, the things we say, the things we covet, the things that are in our heart that God does not like. We think we can hide it from God, but it's all open before him. And one day we will stand before him and give an account of our life. On the day we stand before him and understand that he is the truth. And when we stand before the truth, everything that is not true will fall to the ground. Only truth stands. And we will have to give an account. But there's something better. If we come to God now and repent from our sins our sins that only produce death, if we repent from our sins before God and turn from our sinful ways and turn towards God and ask for His forgiveness, oh, if we understand that Jesus came to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus has come that we might be completely free of sin. Oh, that God would convict our life and convict our hearts that we might turn to God with a complete heart. Oh, that our heart would be completely God's. That we would walk with God with all our heart. And bow before him and say, yes, sir, I'm yours. Father, forgive me for all those things I have done. That God was terrible in your sight. Father, I have sinned before you. I confess my sin before you. And I repent of my sin. And ask you to forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. And it's so beautiful. The scriptures tell us that all, all the sins of our life would be wiped away clean. Completely clean. It's interesting to me that Achan was caught and found out. He never repented from his sin. He never had even remorse for it. 
He never says once in this whole scripture of chapter 7 of Joshua, he never once says he was sorry for what he did. That's interesting to me. You and I have got to come to the point where God convicts our heart with, from sin and we bow before him and we say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Change me. Change me. Wash me. And you know, God is such, such a wonderful God that he has sent Jesus Christ to pay for all our sin. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, he forgives us all of our sins. Victorious people that walk with God may encounter trouble. But if God is with us, Ha, we'll come through it. We'll come through it. Achan was taken to a valley that is called the Valley of Achor. That means the Valley of Trouble. His house, his wife, his family, it says even the donkeys and the animals that he had, the goats, the sheep, everything was taken into this valley of trouble. And Israel stoned him in that valley and then burnt him and all his family and all the things he had, burnt it. You know, God wants us to understand the consequences of sin. The wages of sin is death. Throughout the whole Bible, it's in there. The wages of sin is death. When we walk in sin, we walk in a pathway that leads to death. That's where we're going. Oh, but then we also have to understand this. Jesus Christ died for us that we didn't have to die. He paid for our sin. He paid for our crimes. He paid for all those things that we have done that have fallen short of God's glory. He paid for them all. That's why it's so important that you and I accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and our Lord. He is the King. He's the Commander. He's the one we need to turn to. He is our Lord. He is our God. He is the Commander. There was a day in my life where I had to turn my heart to God. I had been walking in ways of trouble. I had been troubling my house. My parents didn't believe in me. They couldn't trust me. I was always in trouble. Doing things that were not right in God's sight. 
And I remember I would be coming home at one and two in the morning and my mama would be sitting next to the bedside and I'd come home and she would tell me, son, I thank God that you're safe. I've been praying for you. Oh, that would bother me. That would bother me so much that my little mama was praying for me while I was being terrible and bad. Well, I was doing things that I shouldn't be doing. And I remember it bothered my conscience. It bothered me. You know, the conscience is a still, small voice that walks inside of you and talks to you. Huh. That conscience, it wakes up with the Word of God. But it would bother me. And God would begin talking to my heart and to my soul. And he would call to me and say, come to me. Come to me. And one day, sitting in an empty field, talking with God, I gave him my life. I remember I was smoking a cigarette. And I remember taking the cigarette and smashing it right there where I was and telling God, I surrender. I'm yours. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. God, I am yours. And from that moment on, I went back home and it took me months to show my parents that I had changed. It took me months to walk in the right way, to rock in obedience to my parents, to walk as a servant to my parents, serving them in every way I could until they saw that it was real, that God had done a change in my life. And instead of being the troublemaker, I had become a man of peace. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know the things that you're going through in your life. But if you're going through troubled times or you are a troublemaker in your family, in your home, wherever you are, you're a troublemaker. If that's you, isn't it time that you surrender to God? Think about that a moment. Isn't it time? Aren't you tired of being the troublemaker? All it's brought you is a life full of unrest. But Jesus says to us, Come unto me, you're, you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God's calling us to a surrender to him. God's calling us to give it all up to him. To surrender our life to him. And Jesus is calling you right now. Right where you are. And it's time to bow your heart before God. And to give him your life. It's very simple to do. It's as easy as praying to God. 
And this is what I want you to do today. If you want to give your heart to Jesus today, bow your head with me and simply tell him with all your heart, Jesus, I want to give you my life. Jesus, I surrender to you completely. Jesus, I give you everything I am. I want to confess, I have done wrong things in your, your sight. I have sinned. But today, I repent from walking in my own selfish ways and I give you my life. And I ask that you would come into my life and change me, O oh God. Make me a person of peace. I ask that in Jesus' name. And let me tell you something. God will come into your life and into your heart and he will change it. I, 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 Ai was a city that they came to where they understood obedience. Obedience to the commander-in-chief is a must. And let me tell you, this can be the day where you learn and understand that to obey God is the only way to have peace in your life. I just ask the blessing of God upon you right now and that his peace would be with you. Jesus, I just ask you to touch people right now. Touch men and women, boys and girls. Touch their hearts right now and bring peace to them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.